So many unhealthy trends, ideologies, and attitudes have plagued our culture. This has been a common theme of each KIR episode thus far. In today's ninth episode of Keeping It Real, Joe Kane will be here to discuss with me a recent cultural activity that has further darkened the hearts of many people, even many people within the church. The subjects I speak of are being woke or wokeism. What is wokeism exactly, and how has it affected the church? When does it even matter, or what difference does it make? All questions we'll address on today's episode entitled, Woke Christianity. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Only tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie Gee. All right, welcome to another episode here on the Keeping It Real podcast. And thus far, there have been um, a number of familiar themes that have run throughout each episode. And today's going to be no exception as I got Joe Kane on with me here today. Another part of the rhythm of the podcast is that we'll have uh, a monologue show and then a guest and then a monologue show and then a guest. We'll kind of flip it back and forth. That'll be the flavor moving forward as it has been already thus far. Today's subject matter is uh, being woke or wokeism, something that has been very popularized by the media and otherwise here as of late over the last few years. And as Joe and I were chit-chatting off the mic uh, both last night and this morning over breakfast, this subject matter seemed to be a really appropriate fit. It seemed to be spirit-led that we could infuse this into this point of the episode or the way of going about doing uh, this podcast here on Keeping It Real. Joe, thanks a lot for being on again today. Uh, what does uh, being woke mean? I know that this has been a big thing. It's been heavily popularized here as of late, but there may be a lot of people that don't know what this means, including people here listening. Can you explain what being woke means? So woke means that you have have been awakened from a sleep or a stupor from the reality of of what's happening in society. Um, the definition for that they give concerning woke is alert to injustice in society, especially racism. But wokeism is not just dealing with the issue of what society would consider racist. It's also dealing with the issue of gender identity or homosexuality. So anybody who is an oppressed people, um, being woke is being being woke to the reality that um, they are mistreated or not treated equally in our society. And I've been asleep too long to even you know th- that I finally am able to recognize the injustice that's been perpetrated on them. Okay, and this has come with a lot of pressure, right, from uh, our national media and otherwise. Um, there's also different social groups that have grown in popularity and with position uh, due to a lot of funding. And um, they have placed a lot of pressure upon our culture on the whole, I think, probably to make this. It's almost like a marketing scheme, right, where they have popularized this so much to pressurize people to being woke or becoming woke. Yeah. So wokeism has entrenched racism within the society because the very thing that they say that they're against they create 
the division that they're looking to get rid of mm. is the division that they entrench even deeper because they're actually the cause of it. They become racist right. towards those who they claim are racist. Yeah, and actually they probably have been, maybe even always have been racist. Right. And they put it up on someone else who yeah. perhaps may not be racist, but they are going to claim that they are and that they are pure when it comes to that social justice matter. Yes. Yeah, so racism, racism today in reality is classism, hmm. but they don't see the shift. They think it's racism, but in reality, it's really the issue of classism. It's the dominant elite wealthy however you want to look at it, over those who are to be subservient. And in order to control the, ser the servants, they create a narrative in order to have one servant against another servant so that everyone becomes dependent upon those who are in control. That's a very interesting response that you had to that. Um, I think it really dives into here right from the jump this addressing this subject matter of wokeism and helping people to understand more clearly what it is if indeed maybe they just heard about it but they don't really know what it is yeah. what is the identity then of a woke person uh, interesting question so um, the identity of a woke person is for the racist camp would be the one who is anti-racist so and the only one who can be anti-racist is a white male cisgender Christian those are the ones who have to become anti-racist because those who are not born white male cisgender Christian um, in reality are not racist because it's not in them to be racist this is this is the narrative of CRT on RT and intersectionality this is what they say that if you're born as a minority then racism is not in you genetically. And as a result, only those who are white, male, cisgender, Christian um, are the they real... They have inherited racist, race, racism. being racist. When, so you start to see the narrative, and sadly the church, the church, many churches, many gatherings throughout the country especially many denominations, and I'll, I have to call out the Southern Baptist Convention, for example, has adopted okay. this. Well, i got to hold, hold on to you there because I've got a question that addresses that, and you can come out with that. I don't okay. want to kind of put the cart before the horse. Yeah. What I want to – actually, I don't even have it in the line of questioning here, but then you having to describe the identity of a woke individual, quote-unquote woke individual, in – theory then can we describe it accurately and legitimately as a cult oh yeah yeah no it's it's a false religion there's there is no doubt that wokeism is a is a religion it's the religion of our day today so it's, then it's demonic it, it, in every way mm -hmm. in every way because it has it has it has the issue of sinful condition of man right uh, where the sin of the of the white male cisgender is genetic, and so he is he needs to be redeemed, and the only way to be redeemed from the sin of racism is to become a anti-racist mm -hmm. or woke. Right. And if you're woke, 
then you have to also be woke to all the other individuals who are considered um, oppressed in a in our in our society. Okay. And that's where you get the issue of intersectionality. Okay. So then basically what you're describing is just a really fancy way to describe humanism. Correct. It, it, it's it's humanism. It, Co- that's it, absolutely it, correct. It puts the individual or the onus on the individual to be their own savior. That's correct. And, of course, Jesus is nowhere to be found in any of this nonsense. That's right. That's right. So it's another tactic of the devil. I did a show uh, in the previous episode, episode number eight, The Element of Distraction. And Satan uses many, many different ways to appeal to one's lust of the flesh, Mm -hmm. lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And wokeism would be one of those elements that Satan has used to distract people away from their their accountability to their creator, their createdness, um, and Jesus as Savior. I mean, all of that is totally so far gone, and people have instead been uh, enticed to make themselves their own Savior, and that is, oh, if I join this movement, then I will be delivered. Yes. So, very good. I appreciate you your insight on that. Now I'm going to start diving into how this is infiltrating the church. Okay, mm-hmm. we've established what woke is, and we've established how it is wrecking our culture. Right. Okay, but now what issues? And you've mentioned a few already: racism, homosexuality, transgender, what have you. What issues has the church caved in on when it comes to wokeism? Oh, they've they've adopted. CRT, RT, and intersectionality principles. What's CRT? Just for CRT, our listeners, critical, they, may, they may not know. Critical race theory. Okay. Critical race theory, um, race theory, and, and which is being taught in schools, correct? Which absolutely is. It's in every subject. It's yeah. in math. Yeah. They teach it in math. Yeah. Like, what does racism have to do with one plus one? You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is has been absolutely adopted in many churches. Um throughout the country because people demand that they that they receive something that they didn't earn what do we i mean we earn nothing Mm. the only thing we deserve as a as a human as a human species because of our complete rebellion against god and our very nature is is in complete contrary to the reality of the holiness of god is exactly what he says we 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 deserve death that is what we deserve. The wages of sin is death. death. There is no one. There is no one who is righteous. No, not one. The, understanding that, how can a church adopt, with any reasonable uh, reasonable understanding of that, how can they adopt a critical race theory model, or a race or or a race theory model or an intersectionality model? for the sake of what they would consider social social justice when the reality the only real justice the only real social justice that we as a church should be doing is bringing the is bringing the truth of the gospel to a dying perverted world mm. that's the and that's the only justice that we that he even remotely says is justifiable mm. and that reality of that gospel tells us the condition of what we are before a holy God. Mm-hmm. 
So let me then ask you this, okay? And this is going to be uh, perhaps a little bit of a difficult question to answer, but I have faith in you, <laughs> okay? I really think you're going to have uh, no problem uh, because uh, on subjects, especially such as this, something that you have been passionate about, something that you've done, um, uh, you know, done a lot of homework on, we've established that the church has caved, okay? Yeah. And, and not just in our brief chit-chat here in this episode. We talked about it earlier this morning over breakfast and what have you, that we've established that the church has caved uh, when it comes to uh, standing firm on biblical precepts, biblical convictions on these matters. Correct. The scriptures make it clear on what our position should be on homosexuality, for example, or how we should view the different races. And I use that term very loosely because there really is only is one, one race. race. That's one, right. And it's called the human, the human race. race. That's right. Okay. Uh, we all come from Adam and Eve. And, yeah. And that so one is race, clear in scripture. everything else is ethnic. Exactly. So why do you think the church has caved on these matters and become woke? One um, because the very mission of the church, the one thing that we were supposed to protect above all else, and Paul told us that this would happen, is the gospel. We have not the gospels that we preach out of churches today is not the gospel mm, that Christ right. gave, and as a result, what what do we stand on? Mm. What do we have? That means if the gospel isn't accurate or true, because it comes in all kinds of forms then everything else is adoptable. Okay, and I'm glad you used that word adoptable. There's um, a sh an adoption show that I've done with uh, Tanya Dunn, own um, social media manager for KIR. She was an adopted child uh, out of Moldova, mm -hmm. and um, I'm going to be doing another show with her uh, in the coming weeks on spiritual adoption, how we are adopted into God's family, and we cr whereby we cry out, Abba Father, Romans chapter 8. Um, but I'm glad you also use that word because not only has the church ignored the legitimate and loving adoption process that God uses to bring people into his family, the church has adopted a very worldly uh, adoption process where they have adopted many wicked things or ideologies that do not fit in line anywhere close to Scripture. Correct. So, um, you know, that is a very problematic thing it 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 it, it shatters every uh, so much mm -hmm. and so would you say that the church we i did a show a, a few episodes ago the difference between two kingdoms living for the worldly kingdom or living for god's kingdom mm -hmm. everybody falls in line with one of those two kingdoms right does the church have they compromised so much to where they have a, totally lost sight of the kingdom of God, and they've compromised so much so that uh, they have settled and been actually not only settled, but have been satisfied and excited to live for a worldly kingdom. Yeah, I think that uh, in, an, in the modern church today, there are two churches. Hmm. One, the real church of God, the family of God, the remnant, those who, who are stand on sound doctrine, who who absolutely say that doctrine um, matters, theology matters, truth matters, and those who are uh, the playing church and uh, have no 
really no foundation. And Jesus says that that's going to happen. The, the tares will grow up with the wheat. And that's exactly what you see today. So the, the church that's standing on sound doctrine and the church that has leaned towards false doctrine or not standing on sound doctrine, or as you describe, playing church, uh, which one do we see more commonly, would you say? The tares. Yeah. The, 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 the false church is the one you see more commonly because it, um, it feeds the desire of the people that attend it. You know, they will, they will raise up people or or bring people who will tickle their ears with the reality of 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 lies right i call it the fluffy puffy preachers and fluffy puffy churches right mm. they're not willing to really preach the total depravity of man they're not willing to preach sin they're not willing to preach god's wrath they're not willing to preach the judgment of god because it's too it's too hard and, and you don't understand the depth of God's grace unless you understand the depth from which you from which he saves you. Mm. Like you are we if, if, if the Holy Spirit was not on the planet. You think you think the world's bad now <laughs> yeah. when he when he is removed from the planet, when he removes himself from the planet and, he, and man is left to their own demise. As it was in the days of Noah, mm. so it shall be in the, in the time of the coming, coming of the Son of Man. What, what's the difference? The difference is this. this. The thoughts and intents of man's heart was evil continually. Mm. That is what we're coming to. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to this question. It's funny. You keep beating me to the punch. <laughs> <laughs> Based off of these events, meaning the church compromising, forfeiting standards and not just standards for the sake of standards we're talking about the standards of scripture we're talking about divine life with god and living for his kingdom and mm -hmm. being devoted to him and and not caving to the cultural pressures brought on by media or um demonic organizations mm -hmm. uh, based off of these events where do you see the state of the church going well one i want to I want to I want to encourage those those shepherds that are out there. I want to encourage the family of God that there are men who rightly handle the word of truth, who teach the full counsel of God, who who love and care for the family of God and shepherd them extremely well. They are there are few in between churches, but there are out there. They are they are everywhere, but they're. But they're not extinct. They're not extinct. But they're hard to find. But I, but I, my encouragement is to to those pastors, you stand on truth regardless if it costs you your life. Mm. Don't don't pull away from that. Your people need that. And then secondly, I think you're going to continue seeing the rise of this false church because the the evil one needs to convince people that his his fake word is the real word, right? Um, I, I, I saw a post in Facebook uh, a couple days ago, and my son reposted it today um, concerning Stephen Furtick. Yes, I'm calling him out. I have to. <laughs> okay. And he talks about this, uh, uh, the angel, my angel, my angel told me, my angel told me that what I, your angel doesn't speak to you, bro. Mm-hmm. 
It's your God who spoke, who speaks. Mm. And if, if you're talking to angels and your angel told you whatever he told you, bro, if you're in that church, get out, get out because he's not talking about the God who's supposed to be his God and the God who oversees his church. He's talking about an angel Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, Jesus is not an angel. Right. Jesus is the creator of angels. Well, and I didn't see that clip. It's crazy. But what I would surmise, if I had to wager a guess, was that there is an idolatry even made within that statement of angels. Correct. And what does that do? That, again, is another element of distraction to take one's focus off of Christ. And even if we can put it on something religious or spirituality, yes, such as worshiping angels who are made lower, as it says in the book of Hebrews, they were made lower than the Son of Man, that's exactly a goal of the arch enemy known as the devil. That would be just classic Satan for him to do that. Absolutely, because he masquerades as an angel of light, right? Exactly. So, you know, my, my, great, my great concern for for people who attend churches who are not preaching the word, spend your time getting to know your God through his word. That's why he gave it. Mm. You need to understand the word of God so that you can clearly see because you know the original, you can, you can see the counterfeit. Right. But the, but many people don't know the original. Right. And as a result, the counterfeit looks real to them. And I'll expand on that further, and then I want to go ahead and ask you this follow-up question uh, because it ties, I think, very importantly to uh, the response that you just gave, which I think was very pointed and necessary for us to kind of soak in and digest. Um, Even people who – it's got to be – they've got to be very careful when they hear a preaching of the word because you talk about honestly listen to good solid preaching of the word and read the word um, even there we need to have extreme caution because there's a lot of false teachers a lot a ton I yes. mean for every one good teacher there's probably a hundred wicked teachers yes it's, it's probably that kind of lopsided in our current day yes and even for people that do not read the scriptures with a sincere heart really wanting to come to know God, they can make it say whatever they want. That's true. I mean, it's amazing articles that I've read on people who want to be skeptical of God's word and the things that they come up with. And they will take what something that is stated in the Old Testament and something that's stated in the New Testament and see, aha, contradiction. And at face value, it does look very contradictory. But unfortunately, they totally take things out of context, not realizing who a particular passage was written to or who it was written by or the reason why God even issued it. Mm-hmm. And I'm tell- I want to encourage our listeners with that. Be very careful with who you listen to. And if you do read the scriptures on your own, l- go into it sincerely. Don't go into it with, I'm going to figure out how to, how, to, how to get this thing crooked. I'm going to figure out how to try and discredit this mm-hmm. because then it's just a waste of time. We're wasting everybody's time. Yeah. Okay. We either believe that the word of God is the word of God, or if we don't, and you're determined to not believe that it's the word of God, don't even bother crack it. Don't even bother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it just ends up being uh, 
inflammatory and counterproductive. Yeah. So having said these things, and now we've gotten we're we're we're, re we're coming we're we're rounding third and ready to go home, okay? Is there a hope for a reversal of the damaging effects of wokeism? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. We we got to the hope is for you and your family to find the a family of God that you can gather with who is going to shepherd your souls well. That's the hope that yeah, you so have. So there is a hope. Uh, there is a hope for for you. There's a hope for the family of God. Right. That's the the hope is there for them because Christ is our hope mm. and hope lives in us. Mm. But is there a hope that all this that's happening is going to turn around? Wake up. No. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, if you want real woke, wake up to the reality of of the condition of man and what's happening in society so that you can love the family well, so that you can love the lost well, so that you can so you can come and gather and worship together as a as a family of God. Like, that is that's where our hope is. Mm, yeah. But if you're looking at if you're looking to change a church that's already that's already sh shifted to a point where it's, you know, well, I can I can fix this. You can't fix anything. Mm, God is right. the one who does all the repair. The, re the reality is God, God is God is setting aside a remnant. He has made that clear. Old Testament, New Testament. There's always a remnant. Are you part of that remnant? That's where you need to you got to start thinking. And are you willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of the of the mission, which is the gospel and and that God would save many in these in these in these final days? So the hope is not in a movement or especially in a carnal movement such as wokeism that believes everything's OK, right? Homosexual is okay. Transgender is okay. If that's what you want to, however you want to identify yourself as, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Scripture, of course, condemns these things. Critical race theory is okay. In fact, we encourage you to learn as much critical race theory as possible because it's really legit. Of course, goes totally anti-scripture. Um, so, you know, this is a, this is also a, a warning shot, a warning shout out to uh, folks that potentially listen to this. Who have contemplated this or have listened to that and go, well, yeah, you know, if that here's one thing that really grabs me, Joe, is when somebody says, well, if that's the way how somebody wants to be, I mean, if homosexuality isn't for me or transgender isn't for me, but if that's the way how somebody wants to be, that's okay. No, it's not okay. Okay, it's not okay because God condemns it in His Word. God instituted created marriage for one man and one woman, and the nuclear family and all of that. That's the way how it's been for years and years, and now all of a sudden every alternative lifestyle and alternative uh, way to enter into family or handle family is okay, and it's not okay. So well, Yeah, what, what the, the reality of, of them pushing an agenda on a society is not okay. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I, I want to remind everybody is what do you expect from a sinner? Mm -hmm. Right. A dog is a dog because a dog barks. Mm -hmm. A dog will never become a cat unless you change its nature. I want I want people to get that. God makes us a new Amen. creature by changing our very nature. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So you cannot expect a homosexual to go, man, I get, I totally get this um, God thing. You can't get the God thing because your nature hasn't been changed. Right. You know what I mean? So um, th- that's, that's a tough word for people. Yeah. You know, it really, really is. But um, as a church, our job is to preach the gospel to the lost with the hopes that God will do the converting work in the life of, of people. Okay. So I want to conclude then with this question, and then we'll make this show a wrap today. How Has God called the church to make the world a better place? No. Right. No. This world will be burnt to a crisp. He will refine it in fire. He will Book re- of Revelation, reassemble, right? yep, yep. reassemble and behold a new heaven and new earth and a new Jerusalem. The world will not be what it is today. Right. Well, I'm not here for the kingdom of God um, to, to build the kingdom of God on a corrupt earth. Mm. God, it, God will. God is building a family, bringing a family to himself through a corrupt earth. Right. And a corrupt people. But ultimately, the meek will inherit the earth and the earth will be exactly as he always intended it to be. Mm. So, no, I'm not here to 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 uh, to build a kingdom on a corrupt earth. A holy kingdom. A holy kingdom has to be on a holy earth. Mm. Amen. Well, Joe, I think that's about all of our time today. Thanks so much again for uh, being willing to be on KIR again today. Um, I'll let you know when it's your turn up in the lineup again. I'll let you know when you I'll probably let you know when you're due up in the on deck circle, and then uh, we'll have you on again to address another uh, subject matter that ties into the overall theme of keeping it real. Uh, In the meantime, uh, for all of you out there listening, if you enjoyed today's show, I greatly encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll get alerts as to when a new episode comes out, and then you'll know uh, when it's opportunity to listen to a fresh episode. In the meantime, we'll catch you next time. God bless you all.